Well, hello and welcome to the CSF monthly podcast for December, the final podcast of 2019. In fact, it's the final podcast of this decade. Can you believe that? Lots to look back on and be excited about, but of course, lots to be very, uh, very excited about in the future. So uh, end of a year, end of a decade and much to think about. Now, I'm going to be reviewing both papers uploaded to the CSF website this month in this podcast. And remember, you can access detailed summary slides of the papers discussed online by visiting our website. That's the sitekindsignaling.com. Now, the first paper I'd want to highlight is a post hoc analysis, and it's evaluating the safety profile of baricitinib in an East Asian population. Uh, lead author here uh, is Professor Ying Chao Chen from the uh, Changgung University College of Medicine in Taiwan. Now, the background here. Well, the uh, majority of the clinical evidence for RA treatment uh, has been obtained from mainly Caucasian populations uh, and may not be entirely relevant to East Asian patients. There are genetic uh, background issues here, and we have seen subtle differences coming through with different therapeutic agents. And this analysis, East Asian patient data uh, were obtained from five completed phase two and three studies, in addition to an ongoing long-term extension study. And that brought together 740 patients from Japan, Taiwan, Korea, and China with moderate to severely active RA. Uh, the baseline characteristics were generally similar across the studies. Uh, average patient was a 53-year-old female with disease duration of just over six years. And patients had moderate high disease activity, the CDI greater than 10 or greater than 22, respectively. Uh, uh, nearly 84% had prior exposure to methotrexate and 3.9% had prior exposure to biologic DMARDs. So that is an interesting population for us to be thinking about. Uh, now, there are some key numerical differences between East Asian patients and overall patient characteristics at baseline. Average body weight, uh, unsurprisingly, was 58.4 kilograms in East Asian population versus 73 kilograms in the overall population. And uh, the background methotrexate dose in the East Asian population was 10.7 milligrams per week, as opposed to 15.2 milligrams per week in the overall population. So those um, are, are background uh, elements that probably are not remotely unexpected to us as we, we look at the pattern of use of methotrexate across the globe. And exposure-adjusted instance rates were calculated as the number of patients with an event per 100 patient year of overall exposure time. So, key results here. Well, adverse events uh, caused 109 patients to discontinue baricitinib treatment. Uh, serious adverse events were observed in 16.9% of patients, of which serious infections, again unsurprisingly, were the most common. So, thinking about infections of special interest, uh, obviously including tuberculosis and herpes zoster, well, there were three treatment emergent cases of TB uh, reported in the analysis. Uh, herpes zoster was reported in 79 patients, with a numerically higher incidence rate observed in East Asian patients uh, than the overall population. Uh, now, recent studies have shown that the frequency of venous thromboembolism has increased in Asia. And in this analysis, there were no cases of pulmonary embolism. However, DVT was reported in four patients. Uh, laboratory abnormalities, well, there were elevated ALT levels and some significant changes from baseline in both LDL and HDL in patients treated with baricitinib 4 milligrams, although the overall LDL to HDL ratio did not change. Again, those are things that we would expect to see, particularly the changes in lipid parameters have been seen universally and are probably mechanism 
driven. Uh, we, we, we understand now that there's probably hepatic uh, jack signaling pathways that cross talk to particularly IL-6 and lipid metabolism. So what do we conclude? Well, overall, this is a post-talk analysis of five completed phase two and three trials and an ongoing long-term extension study. It, it, it teaches us, I think, that baricitinib is by and large pretty well tolerated in East Asian patients with moderate to severe RA. The safety and tolerability profile is generally similar to the overall population. We still have that uh, background signal around uh, uh, viral infection. I think that's something we'll obviously need to keep an eye on as time progresses, particularly when we go out into to wider uh, general patient populations. Remember, this is a highly selected trial population. Okay, the second paper I want to highlight this month evaluated the safety of pefcitinib in patients with moderate to severe rheumatoid arthritis. Two-year extension of global phase 2b studies. Uh, first author here, uh, Professor Mark Genovese over in Stanford. Uh, study background, well, uh, patients were enrolled into a long-term extension. Uh, they'd completed one of two 12-week phase 2b pefcitinib trials, one with background methotrexate and one without in the previous trials, patients receiving uh, placebo or pefcitinib 25 through 100 milligrams in combination uh, were, were also potentially uh, allowed to be taking conventional synthetic DMARDs. And all patients enrolled in the extension either continued or were switched to pefcitinib 100 milligrams. So the, the long-term extension, consistent dosing. Safety evaluations included adverse events that you've all heard of and thought about many times in clinical laboratory evaluations. And as a secondary objective, an additional two years of effectiveness were evaluated using ACR 2050-70 responses, but be cautious, the control arm uh, is long since gone, so we have to, to take those data with a, a liberal pinch of salt. So key results here, adverse events caused 48% of patients to discontinue treatment. Uh, most common adverse events leading to discontinuation were pregnancy, uh, an increase in uh, blood creatinine phosphokinase, more than 1.5 times the upper limit of normal, anemia and, and headache. Uh, common adverse events included upper respiratory tract infections. That occurred in 9.9 over 100 patient years and urinary tract infections, 7.2 per 100 patient years. Now, serious adverse events were reported in 13% of patients with the incidences per 100 patient years of uh, 2.7 for serious infections, uh, 1.5 for herpes zoster, and 0.6 for malignancy. And the most frequently reported AEs greater than grade three, so thinking about severity, were um, RA, flare, appendicitis, urinary tract infection, anemia, and headache. Uh, and as I say, just Taking this with a, a certain uh, perspective, at the end of the study, the ACR 20, 50 and 70 responses were 44%, 32% and 21% respectively. So what do we conclude here? Well, it's a long-term extension study. Pefcitinib treatment would appear to have a favourable benefit-risk profile. Uh, we, we didn't see meaningfully different uh, uh, appearances in the frequency of adverse events between treatment groups. But again, I think uh, close observation in the Japanese population, very important here. Now, as always, all of the content I've discussed this month is available in the detailed slide format in the publications section at cytokinesignaling.com. Um, 
And just another note, as this year does draw to a close, we've compiled our annual best of list. So that's uh, 10 really notable papers reviewed in 2019 by the CSF website team. And we've got links to their respective detailed summary available to you. Uh, They're not necessarily the 10 best papers of the year, but they were papers that appealed to us. And I would commend that to you. It's an interesting read. It really has been a fantastic year when you think back. I'd also like to invite you to participate in the CSF annual Christmas quiz uh, with a chance to win a copy of the EULAR textbook of rheumatic diseases. Now, to participate in the Christmas quiz, visit the CSF at cytokinesignaling.com. Obviously, if you're doing this at mid-August in the sunshine in the northern hemisphere or the rain in the southern hemisphere, then it might not be a relevant remark. But I hope you're doing this a contemporaneous way and that that Christmas quiz will pique your interest the very best of luck there. The prize is fantastic. The, the ULR textbook really is a, a, a tour de force in the field. And as always, I need to thank you for your attention. It's been wonderful to have you join us over the last year. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to let us know what you think. Leave a review and have a really well-deserved break over the holiday period and a really happy and prosperous new year. And you know the old Scottish New Year party, Hogmanay party. I hope you'll have a little Hogmanay time to yourselves as well. Very best of luck for the new year and thanks ever so much for your attention. 